ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the voice of Empire. I'm former Prime Minister of Australia, Malcolm Turnbull, and I'm very unhappy with Rupert. Today we're going, the boys are going to be talking about media bias and how the mainstream media works to keep the Liberal Party in power, something which was very convenient for myself during my time as Prime Minister. Um, That's awesome, really. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the I, podcast. I I'm think Malcolm you should Turnbull. change job. You should be a political commentator, yeah. comedian, something like that. You know. Um, so today, Tom, what are we going to talk about? So today, the voice of Empire, of course. Thank you, Malcolm Turnbull. Um, today we are going to be talking about a issue that has been very close to my heart lately, and very frustrating, which is how the media. And by the media, I mean the mainstream media in Australia works to keep, in my opinion, the Liberal National Party coalition in government, even when they don't want to be. That's very spicy. Why you say this? Like, what's um, the main purpose? The like, main I mean, purpose of this, well, I want people to know. Yeah. And if possible, agree. <laughs> and, and do you think people yeah. don't know, don't actually know in Australia, like how is the degree of people like how many people do you know this okay um, are conscious about that. i think a lot of people who are our age in our 20s um and those who are a bit younger are probably actually i would say up to maybe 30 that sort of gen yeah. z um age group are more yeah. aware of it but, I think it's very related also to the geographic position. I mean, mm. maybe Melbourne, yes, but to be honest, in regional areas, I don't think there is this, you know? Yeah. Like, for example, like in Queensland, I mean, I'm not an expert of Queensland, but also the majority of media are controlled from the Liberal Party. No, of course, it's not from the Liberal Party, from, you know, like... I believe in who... Queensland, all, and we'll get into this in a bit, um, all papers, like newspapers, are owned by yeah. news corporations. So I think, you know, like, um, yeah. the ordinary people won't know yeah. about that. To be so honest, you know? there are a few, I, I guess, levels here is, is one way of putting it. On the one hand, mm. you have... So you have Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation. For anyone who doesn't know, that is a... Um, I guess it's a multinational company. It's, it's across different countries. It owns 70% of Australia's print media mm. and, and some websites. So what that looks like is uh, news.com, the one that has like the, the rainbow-coloured circular symbol. Um, news.com is News Corp. The Daily Telegraph is News Corp. The Herald Sun is News Corp. And The Australian is News Corp. Um, the Australian is a... Uh... And what do you mean for News Corp? So News Corp is just short for News Corporation. Okay. So owned directly by Rupert Murdoch. And a lot of the journalists um, who have worked for News Corp have said that after working for him for a while or for his company, mm. they start to think to themselves, how would Rupert want this piece of this story reported so so basically what yeah. you are pointing out is that this media gave a false uh, like misrepresent the image of australia or for example australian economic performance yes right and uh, like in what ways like do you have any like oh oh 
where does one start? Um, what I'll say before this is that the, in terms of general support for the Liberal Party, the um, News Corp are just unapologetically pro the Liberal Party. They mm. will constantly okay. just yeah there's there's no you just all you need to do is look at like sky news um for three minutes and you'll you'll see right away um one one issue with them is that they have so they have journalism and then they have opinion opinion has expanded and probably bled into into journalism but even then the way it's reported it's still propaganda in the old use of the word information with an argument um, so what, what their arguments tend to be is uh, internationally pro-America, pro-Israel, um, pro-fossil fuel industry. That's the, the, the big problem here. Um, and pretty much Labor, the Labor Party can never do anything right. They will always be against the Labor Party unless it's clear that they will lose, that the Liberal Party will lose the election, uh, like in 2007, in which case um, the... The News Corp and so the Australian and the Daily Telegraph will sort of jump ship last minute. Yeah. Um, for a better explaining of how that works, um, go watch Kevin Rudd's YouTube channel. And, yeah, I'm just yeah. looking up like some data about Australia GDP growth rate. So I'm not. Yeah. Like, now, you asked about yeah. um, myths to do with the economic performance. Yeah. So basically, what you are stating that there yeah. is a misrepresentation of uh, Australia a from complete, the media. A complete and representation. And one of the yeah. topics is economy. And uh, do you have yes. any things that can prove this, or you know? So the one thing that speaks the most, I think, is OECD rankings. Mm. Now, for anyone who's not in the MIR or in sort of an international relations sort of area of interest. Yeah. OECD is is it's organization thing, yeah it's basically. it's organization of economic cooperation yeah. and development think tank that ranks um, a huge think tank huge think yeah. tank now I don't what's what's the whole number of countries in it because I know I there's think twenty around let's let's go because I saw knows I think Google knows I've got thirty six yeah all the yeah, all 36. the um, developed countries yeah. almost you know one of the uh, it's 38. Oh, 38. Okay, so since 2009, there have been two extra ones. Anyway, why 2009? So, a big myth that you have in Australian society and in Australian political discourse, I guess, mm. is that the Liberal Party are good economic managers. They're strong. They always say, oh, we're going to make the economy strong. And you can, I even read this on their, uh, their website, like, a few years ago, that... Um, they they want to keep Australia away from the weak nanny state you'd get under the Labor Party. Now, last time Labor were in government was between 2007 to 2013, a good six years. And we were ranked, like, first in the world, I think, in, but in 2013. And we were definitely ranked second in the, the OECD in 2009 yeah, the GDP, GDP yeah. was fluctuating between four per plus four percent per year yeah. to plus 1.8 i guess during the 2008 yeah. crisis which is uh, quite good because all the world went to recession and there was there was yeah exactly we, we were not affected by the the gfc at all like yeah. public schools families just everyone was given money from the government to spend and keep the economy going um and there's just a global consensus that with the Rudd, Kevin Rudd and then Julia Gillard governments, um, Labor had the best economy in the world. Was, um, according to uh, 
Michael West, who is a independent journalist. Um, 130 economists, like renowned economists, were saying that we were the best in the world. It's like, what more do you want? And you, you see that and you're like, wait a minute, it's that just doesn't match the narrative that you get from the mainstream media. It just, it just doesn't. And so you're like, well, hang on. Why do the media all seem to not like convey this that much? Um, I mean, if, if you want more stats on that, we were sixth in the OECD for um, joblessness in 2013. In 2019, after six years of the LNP government, we fell to 19th. Like, yeah, that's that's a big jump. Um, economic growth growth was positive from 2008 to 2013. Sorry for anyone who thought this wasn't going to be an economics podcast. Um, we, we are professional. I'm yeah, sorry. we tell it like it is. Yeah, we just pretend to be smart. Australia and Italy are two countries that cut the bullshit yeah. and just get on with it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we are tying the cooperation, you know. <laughs> um, improving, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it makes sense. So, but the thing, I think it's more also um, political philosophy perspective, you know, because Ooh. democracy, yeah. you know, demo- the core of democracy is like, uh, like we should find something that it hasn't been found or developed yet. We should find a division between business and politics, you know, and especially in Western countries, there's no this, you know, there's no, like, I mean, I think uh, there has not been a gray area in between, Mm. you know, like, or the lobbying is too strong, like such as in Australia. Oh God, the lobbying. (laughs) That's you know? the next thing I should... Okay, you know? can I just point out that... Um, or just we are, you know, we are a socialist state where, you know, we, like, we basically politicize every aspect of the society. So we just make sure that the economy doesn't influence the, the, the you know, the democratic process. Okay. But at the same time, you can say that the democratic process is... Uh, you know, a way to justify people's needs and the mm. economy, some sector of the economy reflect people's needs. So I think I think it's a kind of dilemma between the two things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. So um, and I think it's one of the biggest challenges of the 21st century in terms of yeah. politics, you know, and politic, politics reforms. Yeah. Political reforms. Yeah. You go. Talk, Absolutely. Um, oh, I was going to bash out more economics facts because um, you, you can't get enough. Oh, yeah. So debt is another thing. So uh, the Liberal Party and well, when I say Liberal Party, I'm also basically saying the Nationals as well because they're in a coalition. The LNP um, will constantly accuse Labour, the Labour Party of increasing the country's debt and putting us in debt. Would like to point out that coalitions that the coalition's debt doubled um, since the eighteen all debt doubled since the eighteen fifties in two thousand and nineteen. So it's just so it's it's like it completely is the narrative flipped on its head. Um, what else is there? Oh, in- interest rates is another thing that comes up in, uh, in in elections, sort of election time that Labor gets a lot of um, attention for. And they think, oh, okay, so the Liberal Party is supposed to be better with interest rates. Well, um, between the uh, 
Rudd and Gillard governments, they were kept between 2.4% and then 4.8%. Um, and then in 2019, they were 1.25%. Um, so for all you finance nerds out there. Yeah, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. It's unrelated, but... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of related, but mm. what are your thoughts about the coalition? I mean, like, are the national... Were the national um, important to do the, like to their like <clears throat> I was like are the national more important to influence like the liberals policies and then to influence oh. the Australian outcomes or you think if there wasn't any coalition you know with the national there would have been better performances um okay I that's... think it's quite difficult but you know but because I think national will support some key sectors of course agriculture mining you know and do you think like mm. if there was any coalition political coalition it, the some kind of resources would have spent in other sectors of the economy which it would have generated more growth okay so we've got a few things to sort of dive into here um one of them is the the idea of what the liberal party are meant to be versus the reality Honestly, I don't think it would make much of a difference. If it wasn't for the National Party, the Liberal Party would not have enough... Like, if it wasn't for the Coalition, yeah, I don't course. think the Liberal Party would, would form government. Would, yeah, they wouldn't. Course. They would not yeah, have... Yeah, this is... Yeah, um, yeah it's fanta-politics. Yeah, you know, like... Fanta- it, it would be yeah. like... Um, yeah, like, Labour Labor are the biggest party. Liberals. The Liberals need the Nationals to actually form a government. Um... And I'm, I'm not too much... I don't know too much about, like, the terms of how things work with seats in Parliament and all that sort of... Those technical things. Um, but I think the most important factor in the Liberals' policies are their donors. They seem to just do what their donors want. Um, now, who were their donors? Their donors are the fossil fuel industry, mm. uh, the banks, so that the, the banking... Um, the big five. The, the, yeah, the big five, the banking council and um, News Corporation, basically. Yeah. So they are all basically in cahoots with each other. So uh, in terms of taxes, um, it's worth pointing out that the mining companies, during the mining boom, so that was like the 90s up until... Um, the sort of oh, 2010s. Um, if I'm wrong, someone can come and slap me um, on that that specific fact. The yeah. mining corporations got to keep like 83% of their profits. So everyone sort of feels like, oh yeah, Australia's getting rich from the mining boom. No, we're not. The companies are getting rich, but we're actually not. Yeah, like probably. we should be... Yeah, and we should be like fucking Dubai yeah. by now, but we're not. The thing is, uh, apart from Dubai and uh, the United uh, Arab Emirates, yeah. send regards to our listeners. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> apart from this, these are sector of the yeah. economy which are highly extractive, and yes. therefore they are not profitable in terms of you know the society mm. is not gaining too much. You know? Yes, like especially in the like in the modern economy where. It, where you create wealth is from service you know from like especially service so when you can revalue you know your product you know so it's not a matter of how much gold you mine but is how you convert is this gold in other products that creates wealth yeah you know so this is 
this is a point that uh, you know focuses on uh, like the government usually should focus on apart from environmentalism okay but mm. in terms like for the sake of the economic development i yeah. think it, it, all the modern economies should and advanced economies as well should focus on us on a service economy you know service yes. based okay economy. another thing on on that is uh, the renewable energy market has like been taking off over the past few years and we are like you just all you need to do is look at some footage of Scott Morrison speaking at the the G7 like we are so behind in terms of yeah. climate change but I think action because there are yeah. no politics that now there are no policies that uh, promote this yeah, there's not. And it doesn't, in terms of like the free market, um, I mean, renewable energy in a lot of cases, my understanding is that it's it's free. It's it's a very low cost kind of yeah. energy compared to fossil yeah, fuels. Yeah, the so, problem in Australia, you know, it's not the yeah. cost, but it's the grid. Yeah, so... The, need, the grid needs to be implemented. It needs yeah. to be improved. But for improving the grid, there needs to be policies that help. And, you know? and we have, like, uh, I think South Australia is um, most either mostly or completely on renewable energy. Um, so it's it's proven within yeah, it's Australia. it's a matter of politics. It's it is, political yeah. will. It, it is. So, and, um, yeah, it's like it doesn't make economic sense to have the fossil fuel industry anymore. The only reason we have it is because there's, you know, with the, the LNP's policies is because there's such a push from their donors to have it because they're like, hey... Um, can you do this favor for us? Yeah. We'll, we'll keep um, donating to you. So yeah, it's this oligarchic cycle that that is just churning and turning and turning, um, and we are not benefiting from it as regular Australians. And even like, unless you're up there in some big corporation, like the policies aren't actually going to help you. Now we need to get to some some myths. And yeah. busting some so myths. Now yeah. we will move to the debunking section. Debunking section. All right. Okay. So, Tom. Myth, all right. Myth number one. In order to be Prime Minister of Australia, I don't know what this voice is, but uh, we'll just go with it. In order to be an Australian Prime Minister, you need to have charisma like Gough Whitlam and um, Kevin Rudd, who were both Labour Prime Ministers. Interesting about that. Um, yeah, so John Howard not the most charismatic person ever. I think um, the, the YouTube comedian journalist guy, Friendly Geordies, referred to him as a talking potato. <laughs> um, you need the visual of the potato with the, his, his face superimposed on it. It was good. I'll get to like places you can look for sort of independent media after this. Um, yeah, so a lot of people said that Bill Shorten lost the election in 2019 because he wasn't as charismatic. Does Scott Morrison really seem charismatic? Yeah, go the Sharkies. you got to see the Sharkies. Doesn't matter if the... Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. completely charismatic. Now, I'm just going to go up to this person and shake their hand, even though I've done nothing to help them with their bushfire relief. Yeah. Clearly the pinnacle of charisma. Um, so, you know, no, that's, that's a complete myth. Um, yeah, it helps to be charismatic in politics and to be sort of... I guess, a little bit arrogant. I mean, Paul Keating, who was an incredibly successful prime minister, um, he was um, pretty charismatic. But no, it's media control. So this is where we get to how the media... We'll jump back to the other myths in a bit. So I've mentioned News Corp. Now, yeah, um, the proof is in the pudding that News Corp support the LNP. Just look at any of their publications ever. 
But they're not the only publications in Australia. You also have Channel 9 and Fairfax something or other. Now, they merged a while ago. Um, so 9 Fairfax is what I'll refer to them. They are owned at least like 60%, maybe more, by a guy named Peter Costello, who is Italian yeah. by background, I think. I My mate. Yeah, um, <laughs> your mate Peter Costello. Mate. Now, he used to be, he's retired from politics now, I think, but he used to be a member of the Liberal Party, and I think he wanted to be Prime Minister in the late Howard years. Um, and yeah, as John Howard would probably say, well, he's not going to be Prime Minister because uh, no one can do a better job than me. Um, yeah, this is actually what John Howard kind of sounded like. Yeah, he had a funny voice. <laughs> So, yeah, Peter Costello, former member of the Liberal Party, he owns this company that owns Channel 9 and also the Fairfax Papers. Mm. So, The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. The Sydney Morning Herald is just The Age in Sydney. Um, I feel like there's others as well. Um, Oh, there's also those sort of like, um, I'm going to say hipster kind of news sites. Uh, I just did the quotation marks if you're listening to the audio. So, BuzzFeed, Junkie, um, yeah, they are basically owned by the Liberal Party. They're not directly owned by the Liberal Party, but they're owned someone who was a, a member of them and high up in them, who's now just been given a cushy sort of, I guess, bureaucrat job. So, they're, they're owned by the oligarchy, I'm going to say. Now, the, you read, you'd read the age and it might not be immediately obvious that they support the Liberal Party. Like, I always kind of thought that they were... Like neutral. I thought they were neutral before I learned about this ownership. So, what they, at least according to um the the Friendly Geordies YouTube channel, and I agree with this, they are supportive of a people, a group in the Liberal Party known as the Wets, and then a News Corp are supportive of a group known as the Dries. Um, what that sort of means, I honestly I don't know the breakdown too well, but. The Wets include people such as Malcolm Turnbull, um, Gladys Berejiklian in um, Sydney. I don't know what Michael O'Brien is. He sort of just seems like a talking hamster. Um, John Barilaro. Oh, he's, so he's National Party. <laughs> yes, um, National. But in terms of, I guess, uh, philosophy, the, the drives in the Liberal Party would be closer to like the Nationals. I, I guess they'd be more aligned. So yeah, na- um, Tony Abbott, Peter Dutton... Um, Scott Morrison's just a big <laughs> head. I honestly don't. In my opinion, Super don't want to get Peter. sued. Super Peter, give me the visa. <laughs> when you were, uh, <laughs> yeah, when you were the the minister, yeah. now he's in defense. We just protect us. We are just gonna call up. There's a bit I want to get. When we get to the free speech bit, um, I'll mention Peter Dutton a bit. But I'm just gonna call him Voldemort because yeah, it looks take like one look at that. No, come on. <laughs> you're going to bleed that. We're going to have to bleep a yeah. few things, yeah. Um, so, where, yeah, where was so I? Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, sorry, I know this is a bit of a lecture. So, Nine Fairfax. They, yeah, they generally support the um, the the wets. Uh, so, the, the I guess the less extreme liberals. Um, but what, what they'll do is they, they might be critical of individuals within the Liberal Party. So you might have some scrutiny of, say, Scott Morrison, but they will still avoid certain issues. So, for example, you won't have reports frequently about issues such as the mining companies digging up, um, you know, 
parts of the the desert or areas and maybe even on indigenous sacred sites uh, and then taxpayers' money having to go to cleaning those areas up. Uh, you won't get anything that talks about economic management, sorry, mismanagement under the coalition versus the better economic management, objective better economic management under the Labor Party. Um, you won't have that. You won't have things such as the suicide hotline having been privatized um, and the funding for science research being cut. Um, Oh, military spending. Um, the $89 billion of the budget is to, to military spending. You probably won't get that as much. It's important to point out that what they do do is they will report, they will have one article at least on one of these issues so they can claim to have reported on it. But that article will be like page three or four of the, mm. the paper. Yeah, it's... And at the, at the it's mentioned once in passing and they don't mention the context of it. Now, this is where the ABC comes in because people think, oh, the ABC is okay. It's fair and balanced. So their version of fair and balanced is basically they will give equal weight to two arguments despite the fact that one argument could be based in research and the other argument could be based in just either gut feeling or yeah, gut. it just could be ludicrous. So they'll get a Labour Party, you know, pro-Labour argument against a pro-Liberal argument without context. Yeah. And so it makes them seem like the the argument I'm that's... Biased, unbalanced. Yeah, the, the argument that's like full of horse shit, um, horse poop, is, oh, wow. <laughs> is just um, like... It, it's people think it's mainstream and it's, it's kind of, um, uh, I, I guess, normal. Like it, it, it goes into mainstream. And that's, that's where things like... Um, Oh, what, what's an example like coal being good for the economy? That sort of thing. That'll that'll might be an argument. Um, oh, and another thing as well is I have a friend who worked for ABC Fact Check as an internship when he was studying at RMIT. Mm. This is during uh, 2019, leading up to the election. He was required to get the statements from all the politicians, like the Scott Morrison, Bill Shorten, um, et cetera, et cetera, and fact check their statements. Now, obviously, there were some, you know, falsities in the Labour Party statements, but he found more false statements just for Scott Morrison than for the entire Labour Party. But he couldn't actually show that. He had to give them equal weight with each other. So that's their idea of fair and balanced. It's not actually fair and balanced. Oh, and go look at... I got what you mean. So, yeah. for the sake of being balanced, you cannot over-report. Exactly, but... yeah. And, but, like... Yeah. There's a good argument to be made, I'd say, that over-reporting is necessary in order yeah, to course. actually convey the, the, the I mean, truth of the situation. I mean, if it's fake news, you should say. Not because, yeah. you know, a, a person said less less fake news, you should report less fake news for the other one. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's not... It doesn't equate directly to being fake news, but it may as well be. I mean, yeah. it's not an accurate representation of the issue. One criticism that Friendly Geordies has... Um, of oh, that name keeps coming up of the um, the mainstream media and especially the ABC is that they what they give you is essentially that there's an argument to it but you're led to think that it's neutral which is equivalent to lying it's it's, it's he argues that it's lying and I agree with that um, and did I just lose my train of thought I think I might have of that course is every time every time yeah, yeah. every time I was on, I was so on fire. like if yeah. you want to summarize have a broad summary of yeah. what we said. So, oh wait, is how what are we doing for time? Are we? It's um, twenty-seven. Oh, twenty-seven. Oh, I want to get to a couple more things before okay. we we summarize because I think there's 
There's way too much to cover here. Um, another myth... Uh, yeah, that's right. We're getting back to busting myths now. Um, yeah, so one myth is that coalition, coalition equals fewer taxes, but know how it introduced the goods and services tax, which is a tax on any good and service, which is considered by some to be a regressive tax. Yeah, it's a tax that like people with lower incomes need to pay. Yeah. Um, whereas Labour's, they had a plan to close tax loopholes um, for you know big like accounting firms and, and those sort of groups that would have generated a lot more revenue, um, which you need to pay debt, bloody coalition debt, in my opinion. Um, so actually, no, not really in my opinion. After the uh, the coronavirus stimulus package, I think there's yeah. Not, not even as, and there's an argument to be made that is not as effective as, definitely not as effective as the, uh, the Rudd-Gillard, um, stimulus package in the GFC. Um, there's problems with job seeker and job keeper. Don't have time to go into them. Um, yeah, so low interest rates, uh, no, they had the highest interest rates in the developed world under John Howard. Um, oh, and free speech. So the liberals go on about free speech a lot in terms of their, their, political philosophy on paper, a liberal party would support, or a liberalist party would support free speech. Um, Robert Menzies, who was Prime Minister a couple of times, uh, at one point during the Vietnam War, he wanted to bring in sedition laws to ban the Communist Party. Like, he, I think he, it came to the High Court or something, and they were like, no, you can't do this, that's kind of against, like, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, he, he wanted to ban the Communist Party. Really? The height of McCarthyism. Um, yeah, and this is the Liberal <laughs> yes. Party, who are supposed to be pro-free speech. And it's, I, I probably should have said this earlier, because it's quite important, with the, the Friendly Geordie's YouTube channel, um, one of their employees was, who was... Uh, he was arrested at his home by the counter the New South Wales counterterrorism team who were created to stop lone wolf like suspected lone wolf terrorists. So mm-hmm. this was after the Lint Cafe siege in uh, when was that? Was it 20, 2015? I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. that that event. Um, now what he'd actually done, the accusation was that he was stalking the deputy premier. He was walking to university. He happened to come across the deputy premier's um like he was, get, he was talking on the phone and about to get into the car. There was a he. He thought that the, or he's noticed an error in the, the 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 like suing case he was given. I, I don't know much the, the the terms to use here about uh, law and stuff. Hmm. Lawsuit. Yes, that is the word I was trying to think of. I couldn't even remember that. It appears I am a massive head. But. Basically, when Friendly Geordies was, was served their, um, their like, law case, um, there was a, I think there was, a, there was an error in it. And he actually went up to John Barillaro, um, who's the Deputy Premier of New South Wales, to give, to, to say, hey, look, you're suing us. Um, there's, there's an error here. And, yeah, John Barillaro just, like, ignored him, got in the car and drove off. But then he claimed that, he was stalking him and followed him 200 meters, which he didn't. And um, the guy who was arrested named Christo Lanker, he was filming. So you could actually see that the um, the evidence that the police were acting on was false. Uh, very arguably false. Um, so this is, to put this into context, this is the deputy premier using the counterterrorism squad to try and silence a journalist and a, or a team of journalists from reporting on their corruption. Friendly Geordies had done a wealth of videos, researched videos about 
um, the National Party's corruption in New South Wales. Mm. Um, yeah. And other things such as water commoditization. Um, oh, what's another myth? Um, so I, I wish I could go into that more. That's very important. Definitely check out if you're, if you're interested in this and you've got this far through the podcast. Firstly, thank you. Also, yeah. check out. Also, I yeah. want to thank also my Passata, my Tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> Because he's holding the camera. Yeah, um, we're using the Posada to hold up the, uh, the camera. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like that is John Barillaro, spaghetti mafia, mafia to the yeah, core. He's yeah, he's kind of spaghetti he, mafia. He's, eh? You're hearing it from an actual Italian. John <laughs> Barillaro is spaghetti <laughs> mafia. Spaghetti. Yeah. Um, so uh, another myth is that um, Scott Morrison's tough on China and that the Liberals are tough on China. Yeah, they leased the port of Darwin to China. Or to a Chinese company, um, uh, yeah, the way yeah. that they the companies work in China is they are they they answer to the is that Communist the liberal, Party. The liberal or the liberal? This is the liberal government are that really did that. Like yeah, it's the liberal God. government. They there was all this stuff. They often claim every so often that that Labour are in it, cahoots with the Communist Party or, or with the the Chinese, and it's like is yeah, it Darwin. Which port? The is port it? of Darwin. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's so close to the yeah. military, the U.S. military base because they are in Darwin. Yeah. Well. So it's a Chinese company yeah. owns that, and the way that um, the big companies work is that they are they have autonomy in, in terms of their business, but they are still an, they still answer to um, the yeah. the Communist Party. Yeah. Yeah. China. I, I got to say, like China's worth its own podcast episode. They have a very interesting and complex system. China um, and Australia. I mean. China in Australia, the relation with China, of China in Australia, sorry. Yeah, um, so <laughs> yeah. I wish that we had a lot more time because there's there's so many more things. Um, but generally, how, how the, the mainstream media works is that, um, like, the there's only a certain number of journalists who are allowed into the Canberra Press Gallery. At least half of those, I think, are News Corp, and then the yeah. others are probably from the other, you know outlets that are owned by you know like peter costello um so nine fairfax and they scott morrison comes out um and basically says what the news is so news corp get to set the agenda and then you, you look at programs like abc's insiders which are that's sort of a political talk program um talk program talk show and they will only have on like either News Corp journalists or um, Nine Fairfax journalists. And there are those, I guess, who have the view that you shouldn't judge uh, a journalist based off who they work for. But when you you're, when what you work for, the company you work for, forces you or strongly encourages you to report stories in a certain way and ignore certain issues more than just doing a single report on them, you're not going to have an accurate picture of the economy and the political landscape. Yeah. So you, if you read something like go read an article from the age and then go read an article from Alan Austin's independent Australia, huge difference. By the way, can I, I think yeah. one of the, the best uh, newspaper in mm. Australia is the conversation. Oh, okay. Do you like the conversation? I, I don't know. Look, I, since, since learning about all this stuff, I, I feel like I need to double do Check. a double take and see who owns it. I honestly, I don't know so who owns the conversation. You don't trust anyone. I don't trust anything. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like for, for accurate sources, um, Independent Australia, um, 
Michael West and uh, there was did I have another one written down? Michael West for economics, especially. Friendly Geordies is great if you also want to have a laugh because his videos are just hilarious. Um, he actually makes it interesting. Um, and because you don't hear about all these the spicier things, um, you just like don't you you think Australian politics is boring? And oh, the biggest myth, uh, I basically think we've already debunked it by talking about economic management, is that the Labour and Liberal Party are basically the same thing. No, they're not. Um, and just to further add to that, the only times Australia has been on the Security Council, the UN Security Council as a non-permanent member, have been Labour governments. Um, now, there was one other thing I did want to talk about, given we're completely over time. Um, oh, before that... Just to, just to hammer home the point of, of media um, sort of uh, ownership and, and bias, um, you had, like, in 2019, leading up to the election, you had double the number of, like, news articles and reports scrutinizing the Labour Party versus the Liberal Party. Um, you had 147,000 scrutinizing the Liberal Party, 287,000 scrutinizing the Labour Party. Mm. So even if these um, these media groups were genuinely unbiased, you still have more giving attention to Labour mm. than you do to the Liberals. So people just, they they don't know, they don't have an accurate picture of the um Yeah, so this is back country. to the point of the yeah. misrepresentation. Yeah, right? exactly. It's complete misrepresentation. But do you think yeah. it's a... An Australian issue, or it's an issue related to some sectors of the society. I don't know if you understood what I mean. You know, do you think it's more like something related to education that needs to be changed? Needs to be changed from the roots, or do you um, think is uh, you know edu education? Yeah. Do you think like the way that you know the society is structured in Australia tends to have this vision you know has this impartial vision this partial vision you know or do you think it's just because there are some specific sectors and if they change if these sectors change it will change oh i think media controls like a big thing i mean 70 percent owned by one company and, and one person like that is that is really bad we yeah. are we're like turkey we've, yeah. we've, we've turned into turkey Turkey, Turkey, yeah, this is yeah. a good thing. I actually don't know it. that about Turkey. That was just an assumption. This is a good thing. I don't see any problem, you know. I see all there, positive things. There are no problems with this, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, it's more grassroots, whatever, yeah. you know. Like, oh, and so, yeah, like every, it's worth mentioning that every prime minister since Gough Whitlam in the in nineteen seventy five, uh, I think. Um, except for Julia Gillard, has been chosen by Rupert Murdoch. He, he, so his newspaper, The Australian, supported Rupert Murdoch in 1975. I think he was genuinely inspired by him. A, a lot of people were. Um, then he started to turn bad later on. And yeah, he, he didn't support Gillard. I think he... I don't know if he, he actually supported Rudd or if he um, sort of jumped ship at the last minute. Um, but either way, he kind of accepted that Rudd would be elected. Um, I also would argue that in terms of foreign policy, given we are IR people, that the Labour Party have historically had a much stronger foreign policy. I I'd make the argument that if it wasn't for the, uh, the coup in the 70s when um, the Governor-General sacked Gough Whitlam because 
the Liberal Party blocked the supply. They they blocked the budget, so the, there was no supply of money into into the country, which and country? into so Australia. Australia. So there was there was an issue where the Constitution hadn't accounted for that happening. Um, although there's evidence to suggest that the the Liberal Party were actually going to give in, but then the Governor General said, "Oh well, we need to now sack the Labor Party for having the type of budget they had." Um, in my opinion, I think, and there's there's some uh, there is evidence for this that uh, MI6 and the CIA um, probably want did not want Whitlam to be prime minister. I don't think the banks or the mines did. I think he wanted to nationalize the mines. And these companies are owned by people overseas. They probably realize, oh, we're going to lose profit. Yeah, yeah, that they'd lose profit if Whitlam got to do what he wanted. He also planned, I believe, on not renewing the Pine Gap. Uh, the, the the treaty that or the, the agreement that allows American soldiers to be based in Australia. Yeah. He he was very much pushing for Australia to go closer to the non-aligned movement mm. rather than the uh, the Western allies. Yeah, they, this would have been very dangerous yeah, and for the Americans. To quote the uh, someone from the American embassy, yeah. they said our man Kerr, referring to John Kerr, who was the Governor General. So I believe there's definitely an argument there that the Americans and British had something to do with this. Um Friendly Geordies also makes the argument, I believe, that um, there was a similar thing with um, Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard. I mean, you had, what was it? You, you had people support Rudd's policies, and then one day later, Julia Gillard walks up to him and says, there's been a vote, you're ousted as leader. And he was a very popular leader. Something's not right there. Uh, I mean, Labour still had, generally had good policies under Gillard, but, like... Um, and also, it's, to, it's a bit. Uh, this is where I will admit. I think I have to disclaim that this is a uh, my own conspiracy theory because I don't have a smoking gun. Tom conspiracy theory. Yeah. Episode one. Welcome to Tom's um, mysteries. Mystery. Tom's mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's mysteries. Um, but no, like there's there's a good case I believe that Kevin Rudd was well. He was much more independent in his foreign policy. He uh, there was. Tension between the Australians and Americans in Afghanistan. Rudd didn't want Australia to be as involved in Afghanistan as they had been under the previous uh, Howard government. And I honestly think that Kevin Rudd was an inconvenience to the Americans in terms of Australia's foreign policy direction. And they didn't like that. Um, The moment that Kevin Rudd was um, ousted and Julia Gillard became Prime Minister in 2010... Um, what does Barack Obama do? Comes to Australia and announces his pivot to Asia, which is a plan to essentially contain yeah, China. Yeah, remember, it was like yeah. 2018. Oh, wait. Sorry, no. 2008. Oh, no, hang on. Pivot to Asia was like 2011, 2012. Ah, uh, 2011. Yeah, so when Gillard when was there was the, like the Brisbane meeting, right? The G20. Oh, something in, like that. Yeah. yeah alleg- there was a G20 in Australia. Yeah. I don't remember which year. Allegedly... Um, like Rudd and Obama didn't get along as well. Yeah, um, it was hosted yeah. by Australia, in Brisbane, I guess. But yeah, I genuinely think that. Um, I mean, I'm a bit reluctant that I feel I need to call it a conspiracy theory to cover my ass. And people are like, "Hey, you don't have 100% evidence for that." I'm, it's a good argument to make, especially if you if you know, you know, America's uh, foreign policy in the past, like uh, Chile yeah. um, and uh, some other countries. That yeah, they. They might not have sent an assassin in to assassinate the leader, but they definitely, I think, had yeah. something 
to, to for play keeping with. out the communism let's do whatever yeah. it takes like you know? julia gillard was a much more convenient leader for the americans and she also has been um in terms of the the press she's been much um much more quiet about uh rupert murdoch and news corp so yeah um, sounds this took a, a very my god this yeah. is a so comprehensive like vision of you know australia what's going on in australia yeah so like if we have to sum up what would you say to the listeners and to you know our viewers now if, if i have to sum up everything um there's a i think from what i understood yeah. because it's more like you get so much information and they try to elaborate this yeah. information like there is a problem which i think it's not a matter of politics but is a matter of misrepresentation of facts yes yeah, absolutely that and they think this is the real problem is not like what media say is how imbalanced is media according yes. you know mm. so i think it's more um I think that the society needs to change, but yeah. for this policies need to change. Need yeah, to, you, and policies, policies are made by politicians that are elected by people. It's kind of a vicious circle, you know. It is. Yeah, it's it's a vicious circle. So and you need to find a way to change. Honestly, you know? if you if you vote for Labour at the next election, um, I mean, it sounds like I'm campaigning now, but that's you have a better chance at um, like dealing with this problem because the Labour government at the very least they're going to get the economy back going again um, and you're going to have a, a greater likelihood of a Royal Commission into News Corporation which Kevin Rudd is currently pushing for mm. um, is, is it actually happening? I should probably fact check that um, yeah there's definitely like footage so, on YouTube yeah. of, of um, there was of a petition this, yeah the petition yeah yeah I remember um, but yeah like you you're going to have a, a more like a greater likelihood of, the, of that action taking place under a Labour government than under the LNP to whom this is convenient um, I mean Friendly Geordies makes the argument that you like Scott Morrison or the, those at the top of the, the LNP didn't even want to win in 2019 that they were like ready to sit back and kind of take it easy and then you yeah. know News Corp were like um, nope you, you're back in and it was like wait what wait. Um, and uh, I think that's a fair argument to make um, yeah. Meanwhile, Labor do what they can, and they're they're pr sort of public. Um, what, what do you what do you call it? Like public affairs or sort of um, management of, of public relations in the media is is like crisis management. Yeah. It's like oh god, they're all attacking us. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like so, when Julia Gillard came in, Murdoch ripped her to shreds, and then she lost to Tony Abbott who so basically what your point is uh, the media so yeah. basically the like the key thing to change in your opinion is like the media yeah right? look how they work how they report news how they fact check yeah how they even even like state run not state run but ABC it's kind of state run yeah right? and, and the it's, trouble is like mixed. people think politics is boring and so they don't think to go and look at Michael West Media or, or Independent Australia or the other um yeah, but I think it's groups, a matter yeah. of politics to like of politician to make it yeah. more interesting for like um, to you know to 
allow the voters to understand what they do yeah which is not easy but it's a matter of accountability being accountable is yeah and then, um, and then you, you, know. you also have people who like you know they'll they'll go through high school and university and you know do a bachelor of commerce or something but um, they don't understand what's going on right? they'll, yeah they'll they'll think oh well i believe in you know the free market and liberalism and free speech uh you know your classic western democracy sort of um ideas and they'll be like oh well i should vote for this party because that's what uh, they say only for class maybe class voting region you know yeah and it's like just you're not helping yourself out by voting these guys in these aren't a liberal party they're an oligarchy party like they are just not it's it's so far from what they claim to be yeah thanks Tom for your very comprehensive view of what's going on and uh, I think we we took many points like we can even yeah. continue the discussion maybe for another episode or whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think. Thank you, Tom. Really. And, oh crap! I didn't get a chance to talk smack on the greens. Oh. Oh, oh well. my god. Oh well. The greenies, my my love. <laughs> the greenies. Ah. Oh. You know, I voted for them at the European Parliament election. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for this. But only because it was for European Parliament. But I, I would never vote them in the Italian Parliament. So, yeah. Don't yeah. worry, Greenies. Uh, some arguments to be made that they're not that helpful. They're very appealing to a lot of people our age in Australia, but there's, I, I would argue that vote, yeah. vote for the Labour Party. They're actually going to th- get things done. All right. Um, oh, what do we say? Yeah, all good. So... That's what's going on in Australia, and thank you for having listened to this podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in. So yeah, yeah. check out um, Michael West Media, Independent Australia, the Friendly Geordie's YouTube channel, um, and check Voice of Empire. And well. and keep listening to Voice of Empire. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>